This week on the world's best podcast, <clears throat> responsive design turns out to be more complicated than we thought. We all get typographical and uh, we revisit a post from the year 2000. Boagwar.com, the podcast for all those involved in designing, developing and running websites on a daily basis. I thought I'd bring it back for once. Yeah. Did you like that? I haven't said that for ages. I'm completely confused for so Long many times. reasons. <laughs> right. <laughs> what, what, yes, yeah, so let's, let's go through how unprepared we are for this podcast. <laughs> Number one, you've, you've no joke prepared. No. Number that's, two. That's normal, but yeah. You, Yeah. Number two, you have no, no post prepared. Correct, I blame you. Why, why do you blame me? Because I thought you'd got a four together, and I thought, he's done four, I don't need to do one. And then you, just, then you said... I was just... <laughs> you, then, then you said... I you was just preparing. <laughs> well, I didn't know. I blame you. Uh. <laughs> and then number three, we're not actually together, are we today? No, which is by far the weirdest thing. Um, I, I've got the, the nasty lurgy, although I feel quite a lot better today, um, uh, that I'm not going to describe because it would be too much detail. Uh, and basically, Ooh, <laughs> Chris told me... That's too much detail by itself. <laughs> Chris said, stay away from the barn. And it was like, oh, all right then. And then I thought, how are we going to... That's quite hurtful, really, isn't it? <laughs> Uh, well, probably not really. I wouldn't wish that on anyone, and I didn't get it anywhere near as bad as some of my friends did. But yeah, it wasn't nice. So yeah, so we're I, so we're doing this yeah separately. I'm talking into a mic at my end. Paul's doing the same, and yet we're on the phone to each other, listening to, to each other. So if it all sounds a bit, maybe a little bit not quite as flowing as usual. That's why. Yes, we've already got a little bit of kind of, oh, start, stop, oh, uh, who's saying what and when and that kind of thing. It's already happening. <laughs> but there you go. But hopefully it sounds better. At than, least I can... Yeah, hey, Leah, we're talking all over each other anyway. Yeah, hopefully it sounds better than, than uh, when we used to do the Skype ones, because they were, at least they should sound a bit better. Hopefully, fingers crossed. Yeah, yeah. And it, it, I do have the advantage that I can sit here podcasting completely naked, which is always good. Oh, no, that really was too much information. <laughs> it's also not true. So we've got a competition, Marcus. Did you know? Uh, I know about Sarah Parmenta's. Anyone uh, Yes, we've got a new competition. Sarah, Sarah's is a um, very interesting podcast. She interviews lots of, of brilliant people. She's just done an interview with Cameron Mole, I believe. So yes. that's a really good one. Um, link in the show notes, as we say in the trade. But also, <laughs> um, Andy Clark and Anna Debenham, our own, very own Anna Debenham. Ah, oh, so she's got in, fr in front of the mic. She has. Do you think all that time we tried so hard to get her in front of the mic and, and she does it with Andy instead? That's just hurtful. She was positively, I'm never doing that ever in my life. I, I know. Correctly. So they started a podcast. Obviously, like all of our competition, they'll last five minutes and then they'll <laughs> give up because no one's got the commitment to their listeners that we have. Yeah, yeah well put. 
Exactly. <laughs> but if you want to listen to them for the time being, then go on over to unfinished.bz. Um, and it looks like it's a very interesting show. What's interesting about it, from my perspective, is it's not a general web design show because those, you know, obviously they don't want to be in direct competition with a show as incredible as ours. It's too scary. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so what they've done instead is they're, they're doing a discussion show based around the business aspects of web design. So, you know, the kind of running a business, being a freelancer, all those kinds of stuff, which is really very interesting. And I wish them the best of luck. And I'm sure it's going to be great. Mm. Um, We've covered that at at quite a lot of length in the past. But, you know, if they want to go back over old stuff we've done, that's fine. Yeah, I mean, obviously, everyone's (laughs) playing catch up with us. Um, the, The site point people have finally admitted defeat. So they've closed down. But it's good that there's new ones coming up, actually. I mean, seriously, it it is cool. Because, after all, I've got nothing to listen to, um, you know, which is crap. So, although, actually, that's not true now. There's loads of good web design podcasts out there. But it's it's great to see more of them. And and, and Anna and um, Andy are both brilliant people, very, very smart people. And I'm sure they've got a lot of good stuff to say. I think they are um, suffering from the initial finding their feet stage at the moment. Um, and, but I'm sure it's going to, you know, it'll get better, better and better and more and more exciting. So I'm looking forward to that one. It's going to be good. Yeah, I mean, it, they must be doing... They, I mean, they live hundreds of miles apart, don't they? So I would imagine that they're having to do the same thing we're doing today. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I think Sarah's, Sarah's podcast is the same. I do mm. think, I mean, that, I mean, this is a tangent. It is more difficult. When you can't see one another, it is much more difficult, especially when one of you has got a shit, land, a shit line that, that you can't hear the other person. <laughs> It's working at the moment, Paul. Fingers crossed. And also, have you noticed now Now I've moved location to the one place in the house that's got signal, we haven't got any lag now. Oh, ah, right. I, didn't, I hadn't noticed it before anyway, but yeah. Oh, it seems felt... to be working. It Fingers does. Fingers crossed, as Hurrah. I say. Stop anyway. talking about it. Then you, yes. Otherwise it'll break. Okay. Should we, <laughs> should we talk about web design instead then? If we have to. All right. Come on. Let's get it over with. <laughs> Okay, Marcus, our first post of the day, I've got some bad news for you. What's that? It's about technology. I know how you love it when we talk tech. (laughs) It's okay, I can go off and do something else for a while. No, you've got to engage and learn. I'm trying to educate you, Marcus. I want you to be, you know, on the cutting edge of of technological development, like what I am. (laughs) (laughs) What is it then? Tell me. It's about responsive web design. Oh, I know You've about that. You've never heard that before. <laughs> no, you don't. No, you don't. See, now I thought that. I thought, oh, I know about that. And then I read the article and realised I don't. Right? So this, this particular one has been suggested by... Oh, here we go. Some some name I can't pronounce. Um, Johnny... Johnny Walk. 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 Is that right, you reckon? Walk, yeah. Bajani. Do you reckon you pronounce the B or not? Uh, it might be a Bajani. Let's let's see what the my computer says. Jarney Walk. Jarney Walk. Jarney. There we go. Okay. My computer's always right. So you never argue <laughs> with your Apple computer. Doesn't the computer it's always the say rules. no? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it does. Um, so Johnny Walk suggested this one. I'm really glad he did. Um, I really like it. 
Um, it's a post by Brad Forrest. Um, have you ever met Brad Forrest, Marcus? The name doesn't ring a bell. Apologies, Brad, if I have met you. But I so, Brad, Brad, imagine me, but overexcited. <laughs> I think I would have remem- remembered him. <laughs> He's a very cool guy. Um, a really good speaker. Damn him. Um, and also, just to add insult to injury, he's very clever as well, um, and writes some really good stuff. And just the final kick in the testicles <laughs> is the fact that he's young. So young, talented, great speaker, very knowledgeable. I hate him with a passion that I cannot express <laughs> in words. Um, but he's is he written tall a really good-looking as well. Uh, he's no, he's quite short actually, but he is good-looking. <laughs> So, of which I, you know, I'm sure he's very delighted to know that a 40-year-old heterosexual middle-aged man thinks he's um, attractive. Um, I'm sure that goes a long way for his self-esteem. But there you go. So he's written a tutorial on HTML5rocks.com called Create a Mobile-First Responsive Web Design. Right? Yawn. We all know how to do mobile. You know, uh, sorry, we all know how to do responsive design, but do we really? Um, I thought I did until I read Brad's post and then I realized that actually there is still more I can learn on it. So this is a brilliant starting point for those of you who want to learn responsive design, but it's also great if you think you already know what you're doing, because there is stuff in this article that you probably don't know. Um, What I love about it is it's not just an article about, you know, when you talk about responsive design, you think designing for the small screen, don't you? But it's not. It's more than that. It's about considering the other issues surrounding context and and, and that kind of stuff. It's about... um, about designing for mobile and tablets and and these devices are more than just small screens you know there are other aspects so he covers a lot of nice extras yeah sure he does the basic stuff about responsive design and he takes you through you know good html he talks about um you know how you should organize your css files with with responsive design all of that kind of stuff but then he goes on to look at other things for example If you take pretty much any page on the web, it consists of primary content and then secondary stuff. So he uses the example of an e-commerce about page. Um, uh, Not, uh, you know, the details page on an e-commerce site for an individual product. Um, And on that page, you have the main product information and then you have related products and comments and reviews and that kind of stuff. So, so what he's done is he uses something called content fragments. So he loads the primary content first, right? Mm-hmm. And then links off to separate pages for reviews and for related stuff. So secondary content. Yeah. So if somebody hasn't got JavaScript enabled, all they need to do is click on those links and they go off to the, those other pages. But if they've got JavaScript enabled, he pulls that content in and displays it a part of the page. Now you think... Why has he done that? Why not include it all in the single HTML file? The reason being is that some devices, typically mobile devices, although not exclusively, um, are running at a, um, on poor connections. And so by loading those things in afterwards with JavaScript, it means you get the core information straight away. And you can start finding the information that you want. And then the additional information comes in afterwards, which I think is such a smart idea. 
and it's very kind of reminiscent of the things that we used to have to worry about you know back in mm. the pre-broadband days i mean do you remember when there were um uh progressive jpegs that would load gradually yeah 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 it's almost like that but for content and and i think it's such a great and clever idea love it the other thing he recognises is that, well, hang on a minute, a lot of these mobile devices, you know, they're telephones too, <laughs> and they can make telephone calls. So one of the other things you can, um, he, he suggests in your article is mark up telephone numbers as links um, with the, instead of, you know, normally if you're sending an email, you put mail to colon, don't you, mm. and then the email address. Well, you can put tell colon and the telephone number, and so on a mobile device, you can now call that number. But better still, if you've got a VoIP um, software running on your your um, computer, something like Skype, that will use it as well. So it has a double whammy. So marking up telephone numbers he talks about. He also talks about JavaScript and our kind of attitudes towards JavaScript and about how we've become kind of very lazy, really, in, you know, if in doubt, throw some jQuery at it. Because jQuery is so much easier to write, um, you know, and it does a lot of the heavy lifting for you. But jQuery is not a small library and when you're you're really worried about connection speeds um and that kind of thing then maybe jquery is not the right way to go i mean one option would be to um essentially compress oh sorry strip out the elements of jquery that you're not actually using and there he suggests some tools for doing that but another would be to write it just as plain old you know javascript and why do we need to do everything in jquery especially if you're doing something relatively simple um, javascript is just as good a way to go so there's that um and then the final thing he looks at is offline access um so he looks at you know well maybe would we you know can we get this website to work if there's no connection you know is it, can we cache it can we do things locally so it's a really good really thorough look at the issue of responsive design and it shows that responsive design is so much more um than small screens um why i'm promoting this guy i do not know mm-hmm. because he, he speaks a lot about responsive design and the first time i heard him speak on it he used boag world as a an example of bad responsive design <laughs> why now, this was before I redesigned it. I mean, oh, right. it was entirely right. But do you remember my first implementation of responsive design where I hid things like comments because I couldn't work out how to do them quickly and easily? Uh, yes. And he slapped me over uh, on the wrist Quite about that. And rightly too. so. Yes. Yes, he did. So I'll forgive him <laughs> and we will talk about his wonderful post. Um, that check it out. Um, I think you'll find it really useful. A great tutorial to get started in responsive design, but also great if you think you know everything already. So next one we have has been suggested by somebody whose name I can pronounce, Mm -hmm. which is great because it's not a real name. It's typography 24 (laughs) seven. That's not somebody on Twitter. Real name is it? That's not a real name, but here's the real shitter. It's written by someone whose name (laughs) I can't pronounce. Uh, Oliver Reichenstein. Reckenstein. Woohoo! Reckenstein. 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 So, this is where we're going to get all typographic, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's a really, it's a, it's a good post, this. I, it, it, I mean, it's a little preachy <laughs> in, you know, in that kind of, oh, typography is the most important thing in the world. 
Um, it's got a long tradition that goes back hundreds of years. You know, we're very serious kind of feel to it. But it is a great introduction to the, the area of web typography. Um, reason being is it explains what it is, why it matters, and it dispels a lot of those um, preconceptions that people have about online typography. You know, the I mean, actually, the, the article is, is a, you know, was written in 2006. So things have moved on since it was written. And some of the some of the, the points are no longer the case um, because it, it talks about limited fonts. And now we have a much bigger choice of fonts and that kind of stuff. Um, but it but it is very good. But the, the the reason that I'm featuring it on the show really is because it is an amazing resource um, to get into web typography. Because at the end of the article, it's got a kind of where to start resource, and it's got oh, let me have a look. Um, it's got eleven different sources on the web of of some great stuff from a list of part articles to to associations of typographic you know nature and blah 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 blah. um so there's loads of stuff there and then on in addition to that it's got some really great books as well so really good resource to get to know typography on the on the web thing that i like the most about it right you know on my website (laughs) as you scroll down it yeah um it oh sorry on my website the top of my my post it says how long um, the article will take to read. Yes. This site has gone one step further, and as you scroll down it, it pops up a little thing on the left, uh, right-hand side saying you've got one minute left of reading or three minutes left of reading, and it's very showy off It doesn't in my browser. Oh. I thought Safari was an advanced browser. It should do. Keep going. Keep going down. Scroll down it. I am. Maybe I'm going too fast, and it's thinking you're not actually reading it. Could be, could be. I know. Anyway, That's very inter- it works it's an for intelligent me. article. It in is very intelligent. One. Yes. So it's definitely worth checking out if you're interested in typography. And to be frank, you should be interested in typography. Um, you know, uh, the, the, the typographic uh, typography, as it says in the article, you know, is 95% of what the web is made up of is written words, you know. Um, and although that is shifting, I, I think your typography is always going to be absolutely core. Cool. The readability of stuff is so, so crucial online. Um, and so it is an area that we should be getting into and sh- we should be exploring more. So check that article out. You will you will find it immensely useful, and I challenge you to start working through some of those resources um, and see if you can't get excited about typography. I, I'm hugely excited about typography, and good typography makes an enormous difference. Um, the, the other person you might want to check out if you are interested in learning more about typography is Richard Rutter. Indeed, link in the show notes because he he does some great typographic uh, work. Oh, um, I've seen three minutes left. <laughs> Richard, but I do need to say no. that this article itself is an ex- is a brilliant um, uh, advertisement for why typography is great because there's no apart from the little squiggly thing right at the bottom that it's just type and it looks gorgeous. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I, I've got to say, it is you know the the this guy obviously really knows what he's mm. doing. Um, really great. It looks like a really great 
blog full stop. It's informationarchitects.net forward slash blog. Mm. Um, and, you know, it's a, it's a beautiful site, actually, and re- you've got some really good stuff on it. Um, lots of really good um, material. So, yes, definitely check that out. Highly recommend it. Move on. All right, so we come to the last grown-up article anyway. Marcus has got some silly nonsense. But the last proper article of the week. Which one's this one, Paul? This, this is a good one, right? Imagine that we are going back through time to the year 2000. Oh, I I didn't have any grey hair then. I know. Just just, just take a moment, right? Because this is quite remarkable, this article. This has been suggested by um, several people, including Amir Thompson and Justin Avery. Tom Thomas. I can't even read it when it's a bloody normal name. (laughs) Um, So this has been suggested by lots of people, which is a testament to the article, right? Um, and it, this is one that I was going to include anyway because it is it is absolutely brilliant article. But what makes it even more incredible is it was written in April two thousand. Now I was just trying to think what life was like in the year two thousand. You know, there were nowhere near the kind of mobile phones that we've got now. The internet was a very different place. Broadband wasn't anywhere near. In fact, was broadband around? Yes, it yeah, was, yeah. but it, it was nowhere near as prominent as it or uh, you know, prevalent as it is now. I can remember lots of things about the year two thousand, Paul. Can you remember any web-related things, mine? Or yes, us? we used, Go on. we we had WAP on our phones. Yeah, we which did. Which we thought was rather good. Yeah. Um, we thought IE6 was amazing. Yeah. Because it, yes. Because it supported CSS, sort of. Yes. <laughs> um, and uh, I can remember, because this is when we used to work in Alton, uh, a place called Avatar Interactive, yep. pre-Headscaped, year 2000. It's quite, quite a bit pre-Headscaped, actually. Two years, yeah. Um, I can remember being amazed at, um, I think we got a, a, a T1 line in or something like that, and watching a 10 meg file download, I don't know, within a minute, say. Yeah. Um, and this was just the most amazing thing I'd ever seen. So that was the year 2000. And also we used to, we used to have hard drives of, I don't know, 500 meg yeah. in our computers. And that was and every, everything was backed up on tape, wasn't it? Mm, Do you yeah. remember... What, the guys next door all used to, used to back stuff up on tape. You probably didn't um, weren't as involved with that, but yeah. And it it was just like this completely different world. Yet a dower of web design by John Alsop on a list apart reads as true today as it did then. You know, this was only issue fifty eight of a list apart. Huh. I mean, now they're on issue three hundred and sixty seven, and. I just find it incredible. It's almost prophetic in in what he's written. You know, it could be written today. And to be honest, I think it should be required reading for anyone who's going to put anything online ever. So I think it's particularly relevant to designers, but also to marketeers. And really anybody, if you if you've got any kind of print background, read this article. Um, so the... The basic premise of the post is that um, 
with every new technology you tend to inherit inherit from a previous technology so he, he uses the example of television and about how you know when television was launched it was radio with pictures yeah. right um, and you could still see that in some programs today. So, you know, uh, programs like The Tonight Show in America or Jonathan Ross over here where you have a band and you have, you know, a, a, a host talking to the camera and seated guests come straight from radio. Mm. Um, you know, and the news, you know, with, with someone sitting behind a desk essentially talking at you. You know, these are all left over from the radio years. And um, but then uh, your technology matures and you kind of throw aside what doesn't in any longer apply to that particular medium. So in television, it was like um, the dramas, uh, early TV dramas had voiceovers um, describing what was going on, even though you could see it because that was left over from radio. Yeah. Um, but uh, that over time that went away. And he then goes on and says, well, look, the same is happening from, from, uh, from the web and that the web is inheriting from print. And there are some good things that we're taking from that, but there's also some bad things. And then he starts going on about essentially letting go of pixel perfect control and allowing content to adapt to the, the medium that uh, we're in. Um, my son's just come home. Come and say hello on the podcast, James. <laughs> You've got to come right close so you can say, say hello. Hello. Now, this boy, you, you do your own YouTube videos, don't you? So yes. you're as big a podcaster as I am. They're not that good. They're not that good. Oh, I think they're wonderful. Oh, thank you. What's, what's your username on, on YouTube? Uh, well, why do I have to say? So that people can okay. subscribe. Uh, don't you want the people? The Boag Boy. Somebody stole my actual name. The Boag Boy. So there yeah. you go. Check out The Boag Boy on YouTube and you can learn about what games do you review? Minecraft? Uh, World of Warcraft. No, World of Warcraft includes traps. I don't have enough money. Oh, no. I oh, do. you don't have fraps. I do have enough money for it now. Yes. Yes. So go buy yourself fraps. So subscribe to my son's podcast. It's far cooler than mine. It's not a podca- podcast. And it's not cooler than yours. You've got way. I've, I've got two people subscribed. He's got me. two subscribers. Well, we've <laughs> got, not... me and Marcus think we've got three. So we beat you by one. <laughs> He's certainly, there we go. He is certainly cooler. Yeah. Wow. Anyway. Go away now. Right. Let me do my podcast. Thank you. Sorry for interrupting. No, that's all right. You just got home from school. There we go. So a cameo from my son. Let's hope that was picked up on the audio. Uh, what was I talking about? Oh yeah, the the um, the, the John Olsop's post. Yeah. yeah. So letting go of pixel perfect control. You know, all of this kind of stuff, allowing um, essentially your content to define uh, the design. I mean, it's just. You know, it's responsive web design Mm. in the year 2000. Um, And he talks about accessibility benefits and all that. It's just a remarkable, remarkable post. Um, And you should definitely uh, check it out. I mean, so many of his the things that he's written about in this have actually been fulfilled. So, for example, he talks about how in the, you know, that before long, we're going to have legal obligations to make our sites accessible. Yes, we've got that. Um, he talks about how there's going to be a greater range of devices rendering pages on different size screens. We've got that. Mm-hmm. He talks about how there's going to be a broader range of DPI, um, you know, and that kind of thing. And we're now seeing retina displays and stuff like that. It is an incredible article. Definitely read it. Um, if you come from a print background, especially so because it's 
it will change your thinking. It will get you to lose a lot of that baggage from the print medium and adapt to the web and the unique characteristics of the web and get quite excited about the potential that the web brings. Yes, you lose pixel-perfect control, but you you gain so many other things. Um, and you should stop striving to make the, the web-like print. So, brilliant post. Check it out. Okay, I think that brings us on to Marcus's silliness. So let's move on to that. So Marcus, what are we what are what wonderful exciting post have you got in store for us? Something that's both profound and is web design related and just kind of takes us to the next level in our thinking. Well, I've gone for a kind of it's it's not really web design this week. It's more sort of like a kind of deep political type thing. Political, um, wow. Yeah, political commentary. Yeah. Um, quite serious. So I don't like, believe you, Marcus. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, well, it's sort of there's a kind of computer kind of connection in this. It's to do with games, consoles, and gaming. Oh right, yeah. No, that's that fair enough. So is it is it a bit like last week you were talking about um, you know addiction to to mobile devices and that kind of thing? This it's is exactly that. Is yes. it really? Yes. I wonder whether it was something to do with kind of gaming addiction and that kind of stuff. It you is. know why, Marcus? Because I picked this frigging article for you. I'm pretending, but the truth is, I picked the article because you were badly organised. Yes, but it is quite. A, this did make me giggle. Um, I gave you a couple of alternatives, didn't I? Yes, and this one, this one amused me. It did me uh, too. Go on, Father. Hu- I'm going to say this is the this is the title of the article. You don't really need much more than this. Father hires in-game assassins to con- constantly kills c- son's character, discouraging his gaming. <laughs> 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 which is brilliant i so, just love it yeah i mean that that's 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 it, love that is that is but what i don't understand about i mean there's so many things i don't understand about this article <laughs> but the, the the one thing that really got to me was why didn't the dad there were so many other easier <laughs> ways of dealing with this problem because i mean he must have <clears throat> i mean how did he find the people the, the, that th- this was what was occurring to me. Yes, exactly. So, where do I go for online assassins? Yeah, is that down the pub, and you have to ask the dodgiest bloke you see. So, uh, so, the, so the, so the, so what? What the premise is? I understood it. It's a little while ago. I read this while well, you've just read it. But if I remember correctly, he hires people in the game to whenever whenever his son logs in to instantly go and kill yeah, him he's dead bam every time bam dead oh that just drive you nuts would not it <laughs> follow so following him around wherever he's going to be and there's always somebody there to kill you this is the I mean, most yes, passive it's the most passive aggressive way of dealing with this problem isn't it really it's <laughs> like instead of speaking to his son i'm going to go and hire an assassin <laughs> You put like that, it's quite, yeah, it's quite heavy, really, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, <laughs> it is. But if I was the son, well, just go and play a different game. Yeah, that's what <laughs> I would have done. Yeah, and in fact, in the end, he finds out, doesn't he? I think in the end of the article, and it was basically, well, screw it, I'm still not going to get a job. Uh, yeah, yeah. This was all. To, this was all to encourage him to get a job. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing this because I love you. He finishes the article with. 
I, I, it is, I mean, it's, it's a funny one, isn't it? Because I do think, I mean, this goes back to what we were talking about last week about, you know, are you addicted to technology and addicted to gaming? I mean, some... I'm certainly not addicted to gaming, but yeah, technology, maybe. But even, I mean, yeah, I guess some people are, do get like that because there's, especially in some countries, you know, there's occasionally there's stories about people dying because they haven't eaten in North Korea Mm. and stuff like, not North Korea, South Korea and stuff like that. But I do find, I just find it very peculiar. I don't think I could play a game for that long. (laughs) <laughs> well, no, it's not not eat me. Yes. <laughs> How, oh, uh, talking of addiction, how's the the giving up smoking going? Uh, fine. Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. Are you not getting withdrawals or anything like that? Yeah. Um. I, I, for the first few days, you kind of get the odd craving, right? Um, but I don't know. I just sort of. <laughs> The reason why I gave up is not because I want not isn't isn't for kind of sort of you know longevity and living till I'm ninety five and kind of you know the the standard health reasons for wanting to give up they're kind of more immediate and uh, kind of selfish than that. I've been noticing for for months and months that I kind of felt tired. Yeah. Um, I mean, this could have been diet and alcohol as well, but I figured that it might have been to do with smoking. Um, uh, and it really came home to me on Saturday morning when I went and played golf. Golf course is one of the major smoking places, like like a pub outside the pub is that kind of thing. Okay. Um, and I didn't obviously wasn't smoking, and I no- I sort of noticed when I was standing on the 18th tee that I felt absolutely fine, right really? as rain. And normally. By that point, I'd be oh, absolutely knackered, uh, you know, looking forward to sitting down. And it was like, well, that's... Wow. It, it, it's sort of proven true, as it were, that, yeah, it was, um, you know, taking my energy away and being as old as I am, Paul, um, you don't want that. No, so that's absolutely. the reason for giving up, kind of an immediate energy boost. Yeah, no, I like that. I think I might take up smoking so that I can get an energy boost. Does that- well, what, that's interesting because Dan, uh, Dan Chairman, our, our lovely Dan, he, uh, I, I tweeted that chocolate tastes funny now. Right. Which it does. Um, and he said, I'm going to take up smoking so I can give up smoking so I can give up chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> I like his logic. It's good. Indeed. It's good, solid logic. So not only have we got that, that joke of an article, are we also going to get a joke of a, a, another kind to round off the show or do you feel that you have shared enough of your humorous nature uh, actually no um i have got a joke for today to add to my wonderful article oh i'm my- sure everyone is really relieved about that marcus <laughs> my wonderful article um <laughs> <laughs> yes it's a short one from ian lasky from from days of old oh uh, ian hello ian yes he does still he still listens Oh, anyway. they, they, he must be one of the three, then. Yes, one of the three, yes. Yes, well, that makes us more popular than your son. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> Here we go. One night at the dinner table, my wife commented, when we were first married, you took the small piece of steak and gave me the larger. Now you take the larger one and leave the smaller for me. You don't love me anymore. Nonsense, darling, replied the husband. You just cook better now. <laughs> I think I've heard that one before. Probably from me. Yeah, I think <laughs> I've heard that one. See, now you just regurgitate him. 
Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, we're regurgitating articles in the whole show, so... That is such a lie. (laughs) I never repeat myself on the show, No, other people's articles. Oh, right, oh, I see. (laughs) Yeah, but you don't repeat your own stuff, do you? It's not mine. Somebody else gave me that. Okay. Well, (laughs) Ian, do better. (laughs) I've now just alienated one of our three listeners. That's, That's really good. I'm really proud of myself. All right, can we end what is probably the most painful show to record ever? Let's let's do that. No one else knows the the trouble we've had. I know. We've got to the end. Nobody knows. The <laughs> yeah, anyway, I won't start singing. What I do want to do is I want to thank everyone that contributed the articles this week. It is really appreciated. Um, thank you so much. Please keep them coming, guys. Article suggestions are always welcome. Don't just pimp your own articles now, mine, <laughs> because I know what you're like. Um, send me send me stuff you think is really cool. You can either email me at paul at baragworld.com or you can go to baragworld.com forward slash season forward slash five or alternatively just tweet them to me at at boagworld. At at? At at, is, yes. That's a, 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 um, an Imperial Walker in Star Wars. Is it? Yeah, I bet you didn't know that. I didn't you know, know. On, 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 on Empire Strike Back, those big four-legged kind of things that walk across Hoth, the ice planet? Yeah, remember the, the scene, they, they they wire up their legs. Yeah, they're at-ats. Yeah, right. No, I didn't know that. There you go, you've learned something new today. Alright, thank you very much for listening, and we'll talk to you again next week. Bye. 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 Oh, my God.